What's going on, party people? This is Edgar Otra Vez, and you're listening to the Floral Podcast. Now, in this episode, my co-host is El Lechuga, and we're going to be talking about UFC 279 Chamayev versus Diaz. Now, if you're new to the show and you want to find out more about us, make sure you head on over to our website, thefloralpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes and a store where you can support the podcast and get some merch. And while I have a hold of your ears, I want to ask for a solid. If you're digging the podcast, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share because every little bit helps and we greatly appreciate anything you can do for us. Now, I don't know about you, but man, am I excited about this fight. I am so excited. There is so much wackiness happening around this fight. and But of course, I mean, the Diaz brothers are infamous for all the drama that happens outside the cage, along with all the drama that happens inside the cage. So I am super excited. I can't wait to see this fight and I hope you enjoy this episode. So without further ado, on with this show. Welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Otra Vez. And today on the show, I have my cousin, El Lechuga. What's up, Lechuga? Still no catchphrase. Still no catchphrase. No, not Work even close. In progress. For those of you who want to help Lechuga with his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd gladly take the help. Uh, you can email me uh, or you can email the Floral Podcast at thefloralpodcast.com at gmail.com so hit us up if you got some uh, suggestions for lechuga or leave a uh, comment on soundcloud or leave a comment yes we love those those are fun yeah. <laughs> so uh and today's uh podcast we're gonna be talking about the last fight night on ufc and then we're going to go uh start talking about uh ufc 279 hamzat versus nate diaz before we get to that let's let's go back to the fight night card well before we get into that we actually have some late breaking news what to break right now no this is for real i'm not even this is not even a, a gag I thought, I thought it was a gag i'm like i can't wait no, to get punchline no i wish no uh <laughs> well it won't be breaking news by the time that people listen to this but we're recording this on uh wednesday the 7th it's now confirmed jake paul will be fighting anderson silva on october 29th in phoenix and also confirmed, Dustin Poirier will be fighting Michael Chandler at MSG in November. Oh, shit. Yeah, that both those things just broke within the hour. Uh, so I'm really excited for uh, Dustin versus Michael Chandler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Jake Paul versus Anderson Silver is going to be a fucking circus. Yeah, it's another circus. Are, you even, are they even in the same weight class? I thought Jake Paul was kind of a short person. No, Jake Paul is actually pretty big. Really? Yeah. Was he weighing in like a 170, 160? Uh, no, no. I I think he walks around like at 190 something, mm. and then his fights tend to be around 170. Yeah, Anderson Silva is the first real fighter with boxing that he will be fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, he also fights men much smaller than him. So Anderson Silva's the first person that's kind of his size. So Anderson is six two, mm-hmm. and uh, Jake Paul. I mean, he's still, why do they keep making these fights? <laughs> there's a lot of money to be made. How, but <sighs> teens eat this up, man. Teens. Is that what this oh, is? Oh yeah. He is huge with the teens. Oh, Kids, you know, with their parents credit card ones <laughs> ordering these fights. I don't know why anyone would pay for this. So he's actually six one. I didn't know he was so tall. Yeah. He's a big dude. 
he's a big guy. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're them having this fight is not odd. Although he's 25. Yeah, we've been really late to the game. I mean, I understand he's late to the game, but he's 25. That that makes a difference, man. Uh, I don't Anderson's know. Anderson's what, like 42? Is that around there, right? Uh, Anderson is 47. 40 even older than I thought. Yeah, because his son is almost Jake Paul's age. <sighs> Why? I don't know. I just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Out of everyone he's fought, Anderson Silva is the most talented striker. The only problem is Jake Paul is rumored to put into these contracts that you can't knock him out. What? Yeah, seriously. You can look up, you can look it up. I mean, he makes people sign NDAs, but when Tyrone Woodley fought him the first time, right? They fought twice now. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first time Tyrone looked like he was about to knock him out, and then he let up. And then later, people in Tyrone Woodley's camp were saying, like, it's in the contract. He wasn't allowed to knock him out. And then other people close to Jake Paul semi-confirmed that. So, What? Yeah. Jake Paul. Uh, here, let me look that up. Because that is fucking dirty. Like, why fight? Yeah. Dude, he's also known to, like, they'll bring in real boxers to do training with Jake Paul. Uh-huh. And during sparring... If it's a real boxer that's talented, they'll stipulate, oh, you're not allowed to use your left hand during sparring. Yeah, that kind of shit. There was a there was a story way back when, when uh, I guess when they were looking for someone to play Clover Lang in the second Rocky, they brought in uh, an actual boxer to train with Stallone. And Stallone, you know, this is, we're talking about young Stallone too, right? Uh, Stallone, not too far removed from the time where he was bo- a boxer himself. But this cat came in and, you know, he was a fighter, like a real fighter and hungry and raw. And so I guess uh, it got, I guess things escalated in the ring. And then Stallone started trying to take it to him. And then this boy broke this guy's ribs. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, after that, they they went with Mr. T. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, there's there's levels to this shit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I mean, I don't want to take anything away from the kid. Like he's done a lot for himself, and he's been a big advocate for the fighters in the UFC, in the world of the UFC, and and them getting paid what they should mm-hmm. be getting paid. But I mean, I just. I just uh, there's there's things about him that I like and there's things that I don't like. And I just wish he stopped picking on on the people that are not really 100 percent boxers. Yeah. And why doesn't he start going after actual fighters in their prime? You know, he's a, he's a 25 year old bully going after a 47 year old man. I hope I hope I hope the old man comes out and knocks his ass out. I, I do, too, man. I don't well. Go- yeah. Hope you're ready for up next. It'll be Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Is that the talk? Oh yeah, dude, that is definitely happening. Uh, That'll probably be happening. What? Okay, it's September. I don't know. Uh, like March if yeah. it would be my guess. Like sometime next spring. That's when I expect that to happen. That would explain uh, Diaz's anxiousness or or uh, insistence on trying to get out of the contract with UFC now. Yeah. Like, he knows that he doesn't have a lot of time left. And if he wants to fight somebody like Jake Paul and make a lot of money, 
you know, now's the time and he's got to get out of the UFC. Speaking of money fights, it's almost confirmed that McGregor will be fighting Mayweather. Oh, I'm, fool me once. Fuck bet, that, man. I'm not watching that shit. You paid $100 for that one, man. I, or was it like 120 It was like one of the most expensive pay-per-views of all time. Bro, fuck that. I think the only one more expensive was Mayweather versus Pacquiao. I thought that he actually had a fucking chance. Pacquiao? No, not Pacquiao. Uh, I'm talking about fucking McGregor. I really, oh, my God, bro. Seriously? I really thought he had a chance. I really uh, believe the hype. I really, really believe the hype. But I also really wanted Mayweather to lose. I know. That's yeah. how he gets our money. Yeah, because, you know, he was he's such a heel, you know, like uh, he got me. He got me. He got me. It's not going to happen again. I'm not. <laughs> he got got. Yeah, I'm not biting on that one anymore. I don't know, man. <laughs> the time as it draws near let's see yeah speaking of foolish mistakes uh or foolish decisions i'll let you know what you know what i did when we start talking about the diaz fight oh my but, god yes but anyways so uh let's go back to the fight night talk yeah tai tuavasa versus serial gain or gone is it gone, gone. Yeah. yeah uh they fought in france and that fight man dude so it starts off slow first round nothing really to like you know right home about second round shit starts happening and it mm-hmm. starts to tie almost flooring gone. He had him out. Yeah, dude, seriously. I was like, Oh, you know, and it wasn't just like, Oh, he caught him. It was like a nasty, mm-hmm. nasty punch. And then it just went back and forth from there. And then in the third round, he just kept kicking him in the, in the gut and he, he beat just, the like, shit out of him, man. Yeah. The way he won that fight was, all teeps, right? It was all front kicks. Yeah, those teep kicks. Yeah. And right so he, to the liver. Yeah. And he just kept, they hurt. He threw a couple, he threw a few knees and a, you know, a bunch of teeps. And then, you know, that, that in his jab, you know, he kept peppering him with that jab. And that jab was doing damage. Dude. He knocked him out with that jab. Yeah, dude. Oh. And it's so fucking fast and crisp. Does not look like a heavyweight throwing that jab. Yeah. Yeah. But man, when they hit each other hard, that was that was some heavyweight action. Yeah, that was an incredible fight. And the crowd, first first UFC ever in France, and the crowd was so into it. It felt like you're watching like uh, France in the World Cup kind of thing. <laughs> they're into it, you know. They're make they're doing the chants, they're doing the songs, mm-hmm. they're singing the national anthem. <laughs> it was crazy. The That's fighters, Ty and, uh, and uh, Cyril Gan stopped to acknowledge the crowd in between the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. There was a few things. Like, he caught him on the, I guess he caught, caught him in the cup or something. And, you know, Ty <laughs> was complaining. And Gan was like, yeah, it's not that, man. Come on, come on, come on. You know, yeah. He was, like, laughing. It was a, it was an interesting show. Um, but still, man, I thought Ty would walk away with the win. I I was hoping Ty's one of my favorite fighters. Mm-hmm. I was rooting for Ty. Deep down inside, I I was favoring uh, Cyril Gan to win it. Uh-huh. I just thought he had way too many tools, and he's such a step up in competition for Ty. And when he when he knocked him down, when he got that knockdown on Cyril Gan, I was so fucking excited. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna do it. Yeah, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, Cyril Gan to his credit, man, he recovered really fast. Yeah, he recovered well, and he and he kept him off with the jab, and he kept yeah. moving around. I think uh, Ty's big mistake was to let him rest. He got back on the bicycle, and he started running. Mm-hmm. Ty didn't finish it. Like, he had 
it drives me nuts, man. Like I see something like this happen and it's just like, there's your moment. Like you rock this. Yeah. Guy, okay. You, I got it. You understand that you, you got to take advantage and you don't want to be wild, but that, that window where he's dazed, it doesn't last long. You got to no. finish it. And he just let him recover. And he, he hesitated. Recover. Yeah. And he hesitated. Yeah. Well, I mean, gone is a, is a Southpaw, right? Yeah. And that just screws with everything, you know, like all he needed to do was fake the left, throw the right. Cause he caught him a few times with that right hand. Mm-hmm. Just need to like, cause they play that stupid game. I don't know why people participate in that shit where they like, they touch hands, you know, like the left hand touches the right hand and they're just doing this weird pawing thing. Yeah. Why do you participate in that? <laughs> I don't understand. You're helping the other guy find range. Well, not only that, but like you're, you're allowing yourself to be distracted, you know, yeah. like you're playing this game, you're playing this, patty cake nonsense like f- use that to your advantage fake you know you know go like you're gonna touch fake for a shovel hook you know go for a hook to the body or again fake like you're gonna touch or fake the jab and throw a right hand and then connect with the hook you know i don't know man it's just i see that <laughs> stuff and i was just like why do you guys play that game why why do you you know he, he starts reaching out kick him <laughs> you know you know, like, I just don't get it. I don't understand why people do that. And I am not a coach. I am not a fighter. There must be some chess game that people allow themselves to play there that I'm not privy to. From the outside looking in, it looks dumb. It does, I mean, from my perspective, only because I've seen people like I've like when I used to spar boxing and I had people do that, I wouldn't play the game. I had several little things that I would do to like avoid that. And I don't understand why people still play this game. Like it's not an old game. Like it's been around for a long time. People still do it. You don't see boxers do that. Yeah. It's yeah. mainly an MMA thing. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of weird. And yeah. the most, like the highest level guys all do it. Yeah. And I don't understand why they play that. Uh, it's uh, I, I, I think that's one of the issues. There's, there could have been so many things that Ty could have done, but you know, again, I'm not a fighter. Also, like to get in there and do all that stuff, it's very difficult. So it's easy for me to sit here yeah. and and comment on, oh, you should have done this. Like, what? Just the go, go in there. Just go hit him real hard. And knock him out. <laughs> not that hard, man. Yeah, just eat a couple and then just throw. You know, yeah. <laughs> take one to give one. Stick and move. <laughs> yeah. You know who? You should try messaging uh, Dan Hardy. See if he can give us an answer on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that'll go well. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like you read his book, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I read his book. book. I do like yeah. the guy. Yeah. It seems like the kind of question he would like to answer. Mm. I will. I'll, you know what? Maybe I will reach out to him and ask. Yeah. Because, I mean, if there's one person that can answer that it would be him, you know, like what is the technical advantage of playing that, you know, pawing game when you're a softball versus a orthodox fighter, you know? Quick story. So uh, all of my friends are obsessed with basketball. And one of our friends' favorite player is Charles Barkley. And uh, Charles Barkley hosts the halftime show for the basketball games. Uh And they were taking questions. So we're like, Aaron, his name's Aaron. Aaron, you should message Charles Barkley. He'll answer your question. (laughs) And he panicked. And first he put on there that his name was Little Baller. And then his, his question, couldn't think of anything. And he put in there. Uh, if you were a basketball, who would you want to dunk you? 
And he submitted. <laughs> and lo and behold, that was the question Charles Barkley decided to answer. And then Charles and the rest of the people on the panel just proceeded to rip on him for like five minutes. <laughs> that was fucking perfect. <laughs> we're all watching. We were all watching. Each other. We're like, this can't be happening right now. <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. You're setting me up. Yeah. No, no, man. Dan Hardy's a nice guy. No, but I mean, give give anybody a fucking chance to fucking don't roast somebody, you know, <laughs> especially if they don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, that poor dude. So he got roasted pretty good, huh? Yeah, he got roasted by his favorite player. <laughs> Is he still his favorite player? Yeah, he still loves him. <laughs> and he saved the clip, like he downloaded the clip or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. At first he was embarrassed, and now every now and then he brings it up to brag. Yeah, it's like, oh, look at my favorite player. He talks shit. Yeah. To me. <laughs> yeah. He roasted me on national television. <laughs> <laughs> the guy he used a fucking pseudonym and not a fucking actor. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a teacher. If he had used his real name, like his students would have been finding this shit. Oh, he would, he'd still be getting roasted. Yeah. Those kids would be fucking, they'd have all kinds of nicknames for him right now. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude. No, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Man, always, man. always try to be anonymous <laughs> on the Internet. It, there's no good. There's no good to come from actual like being a real person on the Internet. Um. So yeah. anyway, uh, so what was uh, you wanted to talk about the Whitaker fight? Yeah, uh, it was exciting because so far, you know, Marvin Whitaker has looked like the top guy in that division, except for Israel Adesanya. For whatever reason, Adesanya has Whitaker completely figured out. Nothing Whitaker does before these fights to go into the fight has worked. He's gotten embarrassed in both fights. It almost seems like Adesanya is really in Whitaker's head. So Whitaker's stock has, you know, really fallen because who else does he have left to fight? He's beat everyone else in that division. But if he's already lost Adesanya twice, it's not really a fight anyone's looking forward to making. Yeah. Um, and, and which in fact is bad. yeah he lost both those fights bad yeah like uh they weren't it's not like they were i mean the second one went to decision but it wasn't close so that's part of the reason why we had whitaker fighting on a fight night card and not even the main fight he was the co-main fight that kind of shows you the impact that Asanya's had on his legacy at this point Mother so yeah, I was looking forward to this fight because Marvin Vittori is a really well-rounded, good fighter. So this would have been a good gauge to see at like, where's Whitaker really at? Is he someone on the way down? Or is it just that he's had, you know, a bad show against Adesanya, but he's still a great fighter. Mm -hmm. And Whitaker really showed, no, he still has it. It's literally, he is well ahead of everyone else. Because Vittori, like I said, is a very well-rounded, good fighter. He had just been in there against Paulo Costa. Costa was just landing bombs on him. And Vittori was shrugging him off. Like, it was absurd, the kind of chin Vittori had on him. And Whitaker just dominated. He dominated from the opening bell all the way to the end. Uh, he actually um, had Vittori hurt from the strikes he was landing more so than Paul Acosta did, which is really impressive because it shows that, no, Whitaker still has that power. But the most impressive thing about Whitaker in that fight was the speed he was showing. Mm. Like you would have never guessed that Whitaker's been at this for over a decade now in the UFC. Um, yeah, really impressive fight from Whitaker. I mean, he's still got time. I mean, he's 31 years old, you know. Yeah, but he's been fighting forever. 
Yeah, he's been fighting forever. So there is a wear and tear on the body, right? Like it's yeah. not so much how old you are. It's just how many miles you put on the car, right? I would say that he's got another chance at the belt. The only thing is, is that, like you said, he's already lost to Adesanya twice. Yeah. They're probably not going to make that fight again. Adesanya is going to have to lose before he gets another shot at the, at the belt. And if you think about it, the only person Adesanya hasn't fought is Perea, who he's about to fight. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, Perea pulls out the huge upset and beats Adesanya, then that's going to be an, an immediate rematch. But so those but, two fights right there, it's like, well, when is Whitaker going to get the chance to fight Adesanya again? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a couple years if, if that happens that way. But I mean, yeah, like, I don't know what the matchmakers would do. If, if let's say, like, Perea loses against Adesanya, what happens now? Yeah, exactly. Like, Adesanya is going to, you know, either have to, like, I don't know, move up and wait or find something else, you know? Like, yeah. I, there's not much for this guy to do. And he's, I mean, no lie, that guy's amazing, right? Yeah. But, I mean, you can stop a guy like this. Everybody has a weakness. There's just, mm-hmm. you know, just got to figure it out. But, like, I wonder if you're right. I wonder if Robert Whitaker has allowed Adesanya to get in his head, you know? I think so. The things that Whitaker's best at, he can't do any of them against Adesanya. And I don't know if it's because Adesanya has him that figured out or because Adesanya's in his head and Whitaker's scared to throw those techniques at him. I don't know. But when you see Whitaker fight Adesanya, it looks like a completely different Whitaker than what you're used to seeing. To be fair, cats like Adesanya and that style, that, that freaky, you know, dodging style, mm-hmm. like you start missing. And when you start missing punches, man, that starts messing with you. Whether you're looking sharp or not, that's going to make you look bad. Yeah. You're just going to look bad. And I don't know, man. Maybe Whitaker just can't beat Adesanya. I mean, Adesanya is a hard cat to beat. It'll have to be someone, if it's not Whitaker or Perea, it'll have to be someone that has similar size to Adesanya that can wrestle him. Yeah. Well, Adesanya six 6'4", right? Yeah. And he's 33 years old. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like Whitaker, they got a little bit of time left in the fight game. But Whitaker is six, six foot. Yeah. So there's a, there's a big difference. In reach. In reach. Both with the hands and with the legs. Yeah. And then Adesanya's got the speed advantage. So he's got you on reach and he's got you on speed. How are you supposed to stop that? Yeah. You just got to wrestle him. You just got to out-wrestle him. That's probably what you have to do. Yeah, which is what uh, John uh, Blahovich, that's how he beat him. Mm. But John Blahovich is bigger. Adesanya went up to fight him. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of hard. Like, It's easier to go down in weight and carry that power. It's Mm -hmm. not easy to like build power on the way up. Yeah, especially in like a short amount of time like that. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, if you're a heavier guy and you're coming down and you got power, that power kind of stays with you in, in the lighter weight classes and you become dangerous. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't work the other way around as well. I like Whitaker, man. I do too. Such a charming guy, Bobby Knuckles. Bobby Knuckles. So um, do you want to talk about the UFC 279? Yeah, let's hit it. Dude, from the top, how's my <laughs> Chiamayev versus Nate Diaz? Okay, you're going to have to go first because I feel like I'm going to be the one raining on this parade. You're going to rain on the parade because I'm, yeah. I'm all about the hopium. 
I'm all yeah. about, I'm all about the love for Nate Diaz, man. Go ahead, let it all out. I'm gonna let it all out, and you can rain on my parade, man, because I wouldn't put money on Diaz to win. Of course, of course. <laughs> I know that the chances are very unlikely, as the odds have made it very clear. Yeah, I was about to ask you what odds you got because last I got, time I checked, uh-huh. Hamza was favored, like think by twelve hundred or something. <laughs> well, on the UFC website, it's uh, negative. Uh, 1050 for okay. Chimaev and a plus 700 for Nate Diaz. The betting odds that I got was plus 750 for Nate. Okay. Diaz. Yeah, dude. Uh, I, I put a little bit of money on. Did I, you I'm, consult your wife? No, this is a secret. So oh my God. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep this between you and me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, dude. Uh, so if I win, we're talking about a couple of grand. Wow. Yeah. It's not a, you know. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. anyway. Okay. So like uh I know Nate Diaz has a lot of scar tissue. Uh-huh. You can just pinky touch this guy on the eyes and yes. you start gushing blood. Yeah, but it's the, the Diaz last- curse. The Diaz curse because these guys eat a lot of punches. Mm-hmm. But one thing I checked before I placed this bet is that they're not fighting in New York, which is where he got stopped one time when he had the okay. bad motherfucker belt when he was fighting um, Masvidal. Mm-hmm. That fight got stopped because they were in New York and those guys were skittish when they saw this guy started bleeding. Correct. This fight is in Vegas. Yes. So that is less likely to happen. Although still a pretty big possibility. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to deny that. Hamza's a wrestler, right? He's got a lot of other tools, but he's, he's a really, really, really fantastic wrestler from what I've seen. Yeah. Big version of Khabib. Big version of Khabib. And the wrestlers dominate where the fight happens, right? Mm-hmm. The only thing is, is that Nate Diaz does not have any wrestling and his anti-wrestling game is just kind of non-existent. Yeah. He usually just goes wherever the fight takes him. Yeah. But that's because he has amazing jujitsu. Yes. And really, really good hands. I'm thinking there's a chance. <laughs> there's a slight chance. But I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna take, you know, it's gonna take Hamza being foolish and standing with him, I think. Which sure. I don't think he will do. But I hope I did- <laughs> Well, all right, Hamzat. Let's let's keep going down this this train of thought here. Uh-huh. Hamzat has a huge ego, yeah, and he lets his ego take control of him. Mm. So he knows that everyone thinks that Nate has way better boxing than him, which he does. Nate does, but Hamzat, you know, when you let your ego do the thinking, so I could see Hamzat trying to stand and trade with Nate because mm-hmm. Hamzat already said because they asked him in an interview, "What are you going to do if Nate slaps you?" And he said, I'm going to slap him back. He's like, I'm going to try and break the record for the most amount of slaps in a fight. So I could see him standing with Nate. Yeah. The problem you run into with that is, although Nate has the better striking, when's the last time you saw Nate knock someone out? Oh, he never knocks anybody out. Exactly. What he does is he runs you into the ground. Yeah. He keeps a pace on you you can't keep up with. Yeah, he floods you with that. Yeah, he drops but Hamzat does have knockout power and he's got the reach advantage over Nate. 
Well, actually, no, I think they're even on reach. Well, now that I think about it. And to that point, when was the last time we saw Nate Diaz get knocked out? I think he, I don't think he's ever been knocked out. Or if he has, he's only been knocked out once. Yeah, I think it's once. I don't, uh, I don't never been knocked I, out. I don't remember. No, he got knocked out with a head kick. I don't remember who did it, though. I got to look it up now. It's old. It happened a long time ago. Are you sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I am pretty certain he's been knocked out once and it was via head kick. I'm looking it up, looking it up. Dr. Stoppage, TKO's head kick and punches, TKO. So they stopped it, but it wasn't like a knockout. Mm -hmm. Who was that one against? That was Johnson or Josh Thompson. Yeah, there you go. Oh, how the hell did I remember that? This freaking wonder boy. I don't remember the fight. He didn't get knocked out. Am I correct? Or was it like, was he just uh, like, just finished with punches and stuff on the ground? I don't remember. I don't know if he like turtled up and the ref stopped it. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. Because that fight was, what year was that? That was uh, 2013. Yeah. So nine years ago. Yeah. No, I don't remember it anymore. Yeah. That, that makes sense as to why I don't remember it all either. Dude, Nate Diaz, though. This shows you how different MMA is from boxing. Nate Diaz is 20 and 13, yet he's one of the biggest stars in the sport. That that would just never happen in boxing. No, because they prize the unbeaten yeah. champion so much. Yeah. It, it's so ridiculous because, I mean, if you're fighting actual people at your level, you should lose. Yeah, exactly. You know? So then you're just getting a bunch of tomato cans. Yeah. <clears throat> Floyd Mayweather. <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just to kind of go along with Floyd, Floyd says that that's part of the game. Yeah. Knowing when to fight a person. Uh, I mean, I can't criticize him. The guy made a lot of money off it. So he's rich as fuck, you know? Yeah. With those gentle hands of his. The moment Isn't that he, crazy. He breaks his hands. Every yeah, day. he's got brittle bones. Yeah. That's, that's not even an insult. That is a fact. That is a fact. He breaks his hands like every fight. Yeah. Dude, yeah. imagine that's your part. That's your job. Your job is to go to work, make yeah. all the money tonight, but you're going to break your hands. And yeah, um, it's crazy. Or the fact that you're that good, even though the one tool you use in your job is broken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because you know. he can't hit anybody really hard. No. You know, so he's winning on points. Wow. I mean, you know, you can say what you want about the guy, but he's talented as fuck. Yeah. Just kind but of a piece of shit. Yeah, but <laughs> not it, a good person. It might be just part of his persona. I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, fortunately, that's not the problem with Nate Diaz. This guy's like an exemplary human being. <laughs> he really is, you know. Came from the he came from a, a really rough background. He and he turned around. He tries to help kids that come from where he's at. Um, he's a vegan. He does fucking Iron Man triathlons. Like this guy. If you ignore how he talks, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, he's an amazing person. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's just, he's, he's uh, one of these kind of like quiet people. He doesn't like the spotlight. Yeah. And it's, that's why we get the Nate Diaz that we see. Cause yeah. they're making him do shit. He doesn't want to do, you know, and he's not happy about it and he's vocal about it. So like the asshole that we see on camera and on social media and all that stuff, that's, that's because you make them that way. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, he calls the UFC out on their shit. He calls out other fighters that are clearly on steroids. Like mm. he doesn't have a filter, but 
it's like for good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's the he's the the best bad guy. Yeah. Or the worst good guy. I don't know. Depends on how you look at it. <laughs> he's an anti-hero. Yeah, he's absolutely the anti-hero. And he's like one of my favorite fighters. And I know this is the last fight on his contract. And I know he's anxious to get the fuck out of the UFC so he can start making money else elsewhere. Yeah. But oh man, I don't want to see him go, man. I hope I hope he goes out with a bang. Like I hope he knocks out. Not knocks out, but you know, wins this fight, mm-hmm. and uh, Dana has to has to fucking pay him. Well, he would. I mean, if <laughs> if Nate Diaz beats Hamzat, Hamzat is the hottest rising star in the UFC. This guy's like a fucking mega star right now. Yeah. If Nate Diaz beats him, I don't, I don't. Even, I think we might see Nate or we might see Dana White have a stroke <laughs> if that happens. I, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know what the UFC has to do at that point, especially since McGregor is supposed to be coming back at some point, and the UFC wants that Nate Diaz versus McGregor fight too. So I don't fucking know. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Like, uh, if he goes past Chimaev, they would have to make that McGregor Diaz fight. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever that fight has has to happen, and it would it would have to be whenever you know McGregor is ready. But you know, let's say Diaz does win. You know, Diaz is going to sit on this win, yeah, for another year. That that gives McGregor plenty of time to like get ready. <laughs> and then we got Diaz McGregor three. Yeah, and Nate's a free agent, and so he's a free agent can literally he's like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> Just not do it unless you meet whatever number he's put out there. Yeah, and you know what's fucking nuts is that they, they probably would give him anything he wants and he'd still be like, no. Yeah. And he wouldn't give a fuck. You see, that's the crazy thing about this guy is that he's at a point in his career, I don't know if it's because he has enough money or he just doesn't give a flying fuck. Mm-hmm. But these two cats, the Diaz brothers, they don't, they never actually gave a fuck. Yeah. And they would probably be like, I don't care how much you give me, I'm not coming back. That's why people love him, man. Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. I can't think of any other fighter that would have a 20 and 13 record and you'd just be so excited to see him fight, you know? I'm so excited. Yeah, exactly. I am too, like, <laughs> leading up to this fight, like, um, right when I saw the fight was made, I'm like, oh, this is this is a stupid fight. Like, we're about to watch Nate Diaz get murdered. Yeah. And then I started re-watching a bunch of, like, Nate's best fights, like the fight against Anthony Pettis or his fight against uh, Donald Cerrone. Yeah, his fight against McGregor, McGregor, the first McGregor fight. And I'm like getting really hyped. I'm like, you know what? There's a chance. There's a chance. (laughs) This goes late. This goes into the fifth round. Like Nate's got a chance. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. The longer this fight goes on, like in every fight for Diaz, the longer this fight goes on, the better it is for Diaz. Yeah. And Hamzat has a bad gas tank. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's not great. He's only gone five rounds once, and that was against Gilbert Burns. And um, towards the end, he was starting to gas. So well, Gilbert Burns was his last fight, right? Yeah, yeah. I got to gassing out at the end. I, I'm going to go see if I can find that. I, I haven't seen that one yet. It might still be up on YouTube. Yeah, it makes me nervous, though, man. Like when <laughs> when I, when I put money down on stuff like this, and then I start thinking, like, oh fuck, maybe I fucked up. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Do you want me to rain on your parade a little bit? Yes. Rain on the parade. Bring me back down to reality. Tell me how much, how stupid I am. Okay. Uh, first they're fighting at 170, right? Okay. Um, Hamzat has to cut significant weight to get to 170. 
He's the bigger fighter. Much bigger fighter. I mean, when you look at their body size proportionally, so Hamza's 6'2", Nate's six feet tall. Uh, their reach is about even. I think they're separated by an inch. Oh, interesting. However, however, Hamza just has such a larger build. Yeah. Especially compared to Nate, as Conor McGregor used to say, Nate's kind of skinny fat. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, <laughs> Hamza, the guy's a fucking monster. Yeah. He... If I mean Hamzat has fought at 185, like mm-hmm. he has fights up at 185, at 170 he has to cut a significant amount of weight. He goes into the fight probably like at 195, while Nate most of the time either does not cut any weight at all to hit 170. That's just what he walks around at, or he gains a little bit of weight just to hit the 170. Yeah. So there's that. Two, while Nate has really good jujitsu, his takedown defense kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. There's no defense on the takedowns. He's also got really bad legs. Uh, he doesn't do great with, with kicking or oh. even blocking kicks. Because he uses that boxing stance. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hamza is literally one of the best in the entire UFC when it comes to takedowns. So, and Hamza has the, he has the power advantage. I don't know, man. I don't, like we said, for, the, for Nate to have a chance, Either one, it'd have to be off some like shock submission, some submission we just didn't see coming. Nate gets him in some crazy guillotine on the ground. Or two, this fight goes into the fifth round, Hamza is gassing, and Nate somehow TKs, TKOs him. I don't know. But the only way I see that happening going into the fifth round is if Hamza lets it get to his ego and starts fucking around and starts showboating, uh, starts trying to slap Nate, wasting time, trying to get people a show. But if Hamzak goes in there trying to win, I don't man. I think we're about to see Nate lose bad, like and, within the first two rounds. And and to be on, and to be fair, like that's what Hamzat should do. He should show up mm-hmm. trying to win. N- never mind any of that other bullshit. He should come in, fucking just take him down, and then just smother the fuck out of him. Like just beat the shit out of him. You know. Well, just the other day, Hamzat said that he, I mean, he likes Nate Diaz. He says he's one of Nate's one of his favorite fighters, but the UFC is paying him to go in there and murder him. And that's what he's going to do. It's what he should do. But you see, here's what the hopium has me thinking. <laughs> okay. So you saw the nonsense between Chimaev and Paula Costa, right? Yes. They have some kind of stupid beef at some gym and they were talking mm-hmm. shit to each other and. Hamzat saying some like weird shit that doesn't even, I'm sure it makes total sense in Russian or whatever, but it doesn't make any fucking sense in English. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he saying like, you want to fuck me? You want to fuck me? Didn't he shine that at him? <laughs> yeah, something. I'm like, dude, man, like what? <laughs> I'm like, man, dude, whatever you're saying, man, I don't think it's translating the way you think it is, bro. <laughs> I don't think you have the, the the hold on the English language like you do the the actual MMA part of this, you know. But uh, so there's that part of it makes me think that maybe he's easily distracted. Like maybe he's already looking past Diaz because he's already talking about beating the fuck out of uh, Paula Costa. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you're going to fight Diaz this weekend. You know who he is? Like uh, that guy's going to fucking take you into deep water and drown you like. What are you, why are you over here fucking with Paula Costa? Fuck that guy. You know, pay attention to what you're doing. You know, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I'm trying to like settle down and not 
dive into all the details, all the publicity, all the stuff. But every now and then something comes up in my feed and then it sends me into this tizzy where I'm just like digging deep and looking in and it's like, I got to stop myself. So I've tried not to do this with this fight because then I start doubting things, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at the UFC 279 page and they have this chart, right? And the chart says win by and the likelihood of how, which fighter would win a certain way. Mm-hmm. On this chart, it has Diaz by 24% with a, t- a TKO, 9% for Hamza. Diaz, 57% with a submission, 6% for Hamza. 19% for Diaz by decision. 85% for Hamza. That's crazy. Yeah. So, well, all of it doesn't make any sense to me. No. Because, like, how are you going to lose by decision when everything else is highly likely that he'll win? He's going to be attempting submissions. The, the guy who made this chart knows that. he's going to Diaz is going to be active on the ground trying to submit. That scores you points. Um, if he stands up, we all know Diaz is going to be throwing hands. That's going to score you points. The thing that's least likely to be favored is the wrestling. And we all have seen plenty of uh, fights where the wrestler doesn't get the win because he wrestled, right? Mm-hmm. I don't see why they would think that he, this would be any different. Like Hamza's going to out-wrestle him for sure. But he's not going to out-jujitsu him. He's not going to out-grapple Diaz, right? So really, at least according to this chart, you know, Diaz has a pretty good chance of winning this motherfucker. You know, the only, I mean, I think the real threat here is the stoppage via the cuts because of all the scar tissue he has on his eyes. I don't know. That's just, I, I just <laughs> me reaching maybe. I, I, I don't know. But like, yeah. if, if this motherfucker goes into the fifth round, I think Kamzat will lose. That chart doesn't make any sense, man. Hamzat has one decision victory in his entire career. While Nate, the majority of his fights have gone to decision. So I don't know where they're getting from that. If they go to a decision, it's Hamzat by what, 84%? Is that the number you said? It was uh, 85%. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I would just toss that out. Yeah. And plus, like, it's funny because I think his striking should be rated higher. The submission is at 57%. Like his rate for possible win by mm-hmm. is at 50, 57% for submissions. You know, it, it, this is the kind of stuff that, huh, like, the, like my favorite fight will always be Diaz versus McGregor. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody was on the McGregor hype train. Yeah. You know, and Diaz came on and said, was I'm like, not surprised, I'm motherfucker. not surprised, motherfuckers. Yes. Yeah. That is so classic. And, and when I saw that fight, I remember thinking, well, that's not going to work because this guy's got a really small guy, a gas tank. He's really explosive. He knocks people out in the first couple of rounds. Yeah. And Diaz will go for miles and he's got good yeah. hands, much better hands than this guy. It's like, how's this going to work? I'm, I feel like I'm sitting here doing it again. Like he's all he's got is wrestling, but it doesn't matter where you take Diaz. Diaz is going to fight there. And I don't know, man. I hope I hope he gets him with something wacky like a buggy choke or something crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I think, I think you're going to get a really motivated Nate. When Nick Diaz came back for his last fight, he looked terrible. Like he probably should not have been in there. 
I don't think that's the Nate we're going to see. I think it's going to be a pissed off Nate Diaz that wants to, you know, throw up one last middle finger at the UFC. That's what I'm hoping for. <sighs> yeah, man. I don't know. And Nate Diaz is two and three in his last five fights. Uh, none of those guys are were as big as Hamzat or as explosive. I just, I don't know. I don't see it. Well, I, I really want to see it. I just don't see it happening for Nate. Well, I mean, again, he lost. So like the last two losses, he lost to uh, Jorge uh, Masvidal yeah. in New York. And that was mm-hmm. the doctor stoppage because of the, the cuts. Yeah. You but know. he was losing that fight. Uh, he was, dude, we watched the fight. He was losing that fight. It wasn't even that close. But I mean, they stopped it early. They were going to stop it soon. <laughs> like, like, I mean, uh, I gotta, I'm going to have to go watch it. I, go I'm, watch it. Yeah, because I remember thinking like, like Diaz was not like losing the fight. He wasn't winning, oh, no, but he wasn't no. losing the fight. Yeah, he was, man. I was just, I was just waiting for it to go into like the fourth, fifth round, and then him like beat the shit out of him. Uh, That's or, true. That know. that could have happened, but up until that point, he was kind of getting his ass kicked. If you go back and watch it. Yeah. Well, and then there's the Leon Edwards fight. Yeah. Which was a loss. Yeah. He was losing four the first four rounds, Nate lost. And in the fifth round, Leon started to gash gas. And Nate came. If that fight went on for one more minute, I think Nate knocks him out. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It was a weird fight though for Nate Diaz. If you look up the stats for that fight, um, because normally Nate's a volume puncher, similar yeah. to like a Max Holloway. Mm-hmm. Uh, in those first four rounds, Nate was barely throwing anything. That's it was weird. a really it was a really weird fight for Nate. I wonder why. I don't know. Maybe his cardio. Maybe the age is finally starting to take something out of his cardio, and he was pacing himself more than he normally would. But it wasn't until the fifth round that Nate really started throwing. Was it a short notice fight? No, right? No. I don't know. I gotta. I gotta I'm gonna have to go back and, f- and figure out what happened there. Yeah, it was a really weird fight for Nate Diaz. Yeah, because I do remember him not not throwing as like he used to. And that's his most recent fight. So I really hope. Oh my god, I really hope that's not the Nate we see against Hamza. Because if Nate comes out hesitant and not willing to throw, whew, yikes, that's gonna be bad. Well, he's a little bit of a a slow starter. Yeah, that's true. And so he comes on and he, and he peppers you a little bit and then he mm-hmm. slowly starts picking up the pace. And then in the yeah. later rounds, he's just fucking throwing volume. Mm-hmm. And that's when you drown. And then you've already blown your gas tank, you know, trying to take him out in the first few rounds because you know what's coming. I just don't think you can start that slow against Hamzat, who's the exact opposite. That guy comes out ready to hot. take your head off. Yeah. And he comes out hot and then he fades. Yeah. Oh, well, if he, if he has a... If he has a, a likelihood of fading in the later rounds, maybe Diaz has a chance, man. Yeah. And like you said, Hamzat doesn't seem that focused on this fight. He's got his mind elsewhere, man. He's already lining up his next fights. He's pissed off because he kind of got screwed with uh, Leon Edwards beating Kamara Usman. Yeah. Because if Usman had won, it's Hamzat. He's fighting Hamzat. That's the next fight. And yeah. now he's going to have to wait for this rematch. Leon Edwards fights like once a year. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think Hamza's a bit distracted. 
And well, he's also said that he'll take fights. Yeah. He's not going to sit around and wait, but he's going to fight. And that's, that's what a young fighter should do. You know, like come out and make a name. He, he, he's, he's looking like the next cowboy in that respect. You know, that Costa fight would actually be interesting because Costa is a lot bigger than him. He's a strong guy. Yeah. So he wouldn't be able to bully Costa the way he's bullied other people. Yeah. Where he's picking people up and walking them across yeah. the ring. Yeah. No, he has no chance of doing that against Costa. Dude, if he does that to Diaz, I'm going to cry, dude. I'm going to be think, seriously sad. I think you're about to see that happen to <laughs> Diaz, dude. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to be really fucking sad at the, at the end of Saturday night. <laughs> I'm going to be so bummed, man. I hope you... Mm, Jesus Christ, it's going to ruin my night. It would be the biggest fucking monkey wrench. You know what I'm saying? That's what these guys are. I want that so bad. They are the yeah. biggest monkey wrench. They just... Like, of course, he doesn't win every fight and he doesn't care half the time. But every now and then he shows up and he does something fucking amazing. And that's what I want, because this is this is what it's building up to. This is his last fight on the cart. I mean, the last fight on the contract. It's getting there. There's all this attention. He knows. He knows that this is a moment that he's going to stick with him forever. He, he's got to show up. Please show hey. up. Please show up. What happened the last time Nate Diaz fought a super hyped rising star? He knocked him out. Or no, he didn't knock him out. He it's, took him down. He ended up getting on the ground and, and choking yeah. that guy out. Yeah. With well, him. McGregor gave him his neck. Well, Otherwise, yeah. Nate was going to fucking knock him out. <laughs> Did you hear what he said to him at the press conference? He was like, yeah. So, you know, I was standing. I was, you know, beating him up. And then, you know, then he shoots at me. I'm like, oh, you're a wrestler now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Diaz. Oh, dude. That's the one thing I'm missing uh, out of this uh, latest fight. They're like so nice to each other. They're not talking shit, you know? Yeah. McGregor brings the worst out of everybody, man. So, like, yeah. <laughs> they would say such fucked up shit to each other, man. They were oh, so good shit. But anyway, um, I think I've said my piece on this fight, man. You I, you know how hyped I am for this fight. Yeah. Yeah. Let's I'm going talk. chalk. My pick is Hamza. You put your money on Nate Diaz. So I hope you win. I hope you're right. I'll be a lot happier if you're right. <laughs> I would be too. Jesus, man. If I end my night watching Nate, you know, get embarrassed and get murdered on TV. And then the next time I'm going to wake up and watch the bears probably get embarrassed. So I'm just going to have like a really <laughs> shitty weekend now. <laughs> shitty weekend. Yeah. No, nah, dude, I'm going to have my fingers crossed for Diaz winning and the bears winning. <laughs> you have a wonderful weekend this week. Uh, oh, I hope to God. So let's talk uh Lee Jingliang and Tony Ferguson. Yeah. The leech versus Kukui. El Kukui. Other I, fan favorite, Tony Ferguson, man. Tony Ferguson. So he's had a little bit of a slip, right? Like he's, he's lost his last four. Yeah, he hasn't been as, as awesome as he used to be. And why do you think that is? Is, is he Got like personal distractions or what do you think? Uh, yeah, he had a, right before his first loss, like he had a couple of fights that were canceled and then he had a complete mental breakdown that unfortunately played out over social media. He briefly abducted his children, his wife tried to have him committed. It was a lot like uh, he was punching holes in the walls because he said he was hearing voices in the walls and stuff. Are you serious? It, yeah, yeah, it's bad. It was bad like to the point where i was hoping he would not come back and fight again because those are like some 
scary signs of CTE. Like that's the kind of shit you see from like NFL players and before they go crazy and kill someone. Yeah. But Ferguson took nearly a year off. He said he got help. He didn't elaborate if whether or not if he went to a mental hospital or how it is he received that help, but he came back in a brighter state of mind. So thankfully since then, he hasn't had any of these episodes or at least none that have been publicized, but he has lost four fights in a row since all that occurred. Holy shit. I knew he was having like personal shit going on. Mm -hmm. I was not aware of the mental health issues that he was going through. Yeah. Yeah, man. He abducted his kids and they're like chasing him on the highway and shit. Damn. Yeah. It was, it got pretty dark. How old is his kids? You know, they're little, I don't know how old they are now, but they're little kids. But uh, last I checked, I mean, I think him and his wife are still together. They worked it out. So, and in all these like embedded videos or whatever, he seems like he's in a good state of mind. Hmm. He's like optimistic. He's, you know, positive, self-reassuring, has good self-esteem, all that stuff. So I don't know. I hope, I hope that was just a small blip. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah, I want to see Kukui back in the win column. Although I do like the leech. Yeah. The yeah. leech is probably, is he probably like the biggest Chinese fighter? Uh, I think so. I, I don't. Oh, male, male Chinese fighter. Well, like in terms of fame or in terms of like size? Oh, both. Yeah. For men. I think he's probably number one for men. Yeah. I think so. G well, would be. For the women, I mean, I think overall she's probably the most famous fighter in China. You're talking about Wiley? Yeah, oh Wiley, yeah. Sorry. Uh, um, no, Wiley mix. Oh my goodness. She's awesome. I love her. She's she's great. I hope she keeps winning. Tony Ferguson, another volume fighter. Yep. Yeah, he's got a good gas tank. You got super get... abstract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a he's got a little bit of a, like a funky game, right? Well, he used to train with Eddie Bravo, right? I that I don't know. Um uh, I think he used to train with Fifth Planet in that uh, Bravo's gym. Yeah, that's uh, Bravo's like chain of gyms. Yeah, that's his form of jujitsu, right? That's like the yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, rubber guard stuff and uh, leg locks. They're really good with the leg locks. Those that team, but yeah, like Eddie Bravo, they're primarily a no gi gym, and it's because they want to concentrate on like MMA type grappling kind of yeah it makes sense yeah but they have like their own names for techniques and submissions right they got some really weird ones half of them i can't say but like they have like mission control and <laughs> uh, you know all kinds of crazy names they got one called the tp and they got all, all this crazy shit but have you ever that, trained at one of those gyms no i've always wanted to but uh i haven't um mostly because I don't know if I have a lot of the hip dexterity that you need for some of their basic positions. Uh, that basic position being mission control, being that rubber guard position. Uh, well, I just looked it up. Uh, Eddie Bravo is one of his coaches. Oh, he's still one of his coaches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was looking for that myself. Ooh. Oh, wait, no, no. As of recently, he has a new coach. So I don't, my, be i think the last time bravo coach ferguson was in 2020 mm. so like it looks like his boxing coach is uh rashad holloway he's got 
uh, a Muay Thai guy. His name is Billy Fanua. And then he's got Eddie Bravo and Ricardo Fangina Miller as mm-hmm. his uh, jujitsu coach. He's got a black belt in 10th line of jujitsu. Yeah, that's that's no joke, man. Even though he doesn't use the gi, 10th line of jujitsu is no joke. I don't know, man. All this mental health stuff now makes me think like he's he's on the way out. It's not like he lost four close fights. It's Tony Ferguson getting like knocked out cold mm. or just taking a beating. Like these are four hard losses. And I mean, at 38. Yeah. He's he's at the tail end of his career for sure now. Like uh, if you watch the Ferguson versus Gaethje fight, that was uh, during the pandemic when they were fighting without a crowd. You could hear the stuff that Gaethje was landing on him. And it was, oof, man, that was rough. That is a hard w- fight to watch, especially if you're a Ferguson fan. And and Justin Gaethje is, is on the rise, right? Yeah. So, like, that was... Man, that's too bad. Because on paper, you know, you think that that's a great fight, right? Yeah. And he got knocked out by Chandler with that crazy kick. That front kick right to the chin. Um, he's, he's taking some pretty bad losses. Yeah. Yeah, so he lost Justin Gaethje to a, a knockout or punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, decision unanimous against Charles Oliveira. Another decision unanimous uh, versus uh, Benil Darirouche. Yeah, he lost all those rounds. Yeah. He was like on a 12-round losing streak. Well, that's rough. Yeah, and then Chandler. He actually looked great against Chandler. And yeah. then Chandler shocked him with that crazy front kick that I don't even think I've ever seen Chandler do. Man... I don't know. This might be the last fight for this guy. Yeah. Uh, similar boat as Nate Diaz, pretty much. Yeah. From a different trajectory, but yeah. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. Diaz is on the end of his contract. I don't know where the what the contract status is for Tony Ferguson, but Tony mm-hmm. Ferguson is, you know, if he lost four times, I don't know if Dana's going to give him a fifth. Usually, that's it's three and you're out. Yeah. Man, dude, that makes me fucking sad. Like with the Diaz Hamzat fight, it looks like one, the UFC is trying to punish Nate, yeah. and two, they're trying to build Hamzat into an even bigger star. Yeah, Nate's name has a lot of you know value to it. So if you add Nate Diaz to Hamzat's list of uh, victims here, it looks good for for Hamzat. Like uh, you could maybe make the argument that that's what they're doing with the leech, with Li Jing, uh, Jing Liang, right? Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Um, cause Lee is a big name in China, so it could be, you know, they're trying to prop up Lee a bit here, get him an easy win against Tony, Tony Ferguson, because Tony's moving up in the weight class for this fight. Ooh. Yeah. They're fighting at 170, and Tony's not, you know, he's not a thick dude. Uh, yeah. I think Tony has a better chance in this fight than Nate Diaz does in his. Sorry, man. Really? You think so? He's got Lee's favored, but he's not favored as heavily as Hamzat is. Yeah, Lee's like a really good overall fighter. Uh-huh. He doesn't have, for the guys in the 170, he doesn't have like 
of an absurd amount of power. So that benefits Tony. I'm looking at the odds right now. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself from making another foolish bet. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> You're like, stop. <laughs> well, if you put, if you had done some kind of parlay uh-huh. with Nate and Tony Ferguson winning, <laughs> that that's no, <laughs> you could have walked away with like 10 grand or something. Oh dude, that would be amazing. Yeah. I wonder if I could change my bet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on. Let me see. I'm looking for the fights now on DraftKings. Okay. Not that they, uh, you know, give us anything because they don't. Last I checked, I think Lee was favored like 205 or something like that. Okay. So Lee versus Tony. Lee is a negative 300. Tony, oh, okay. Tony's a plus 2250. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Nate Diaz is up to an 800 plus. Or plus dude. Yeah. All right. Just for just for fun, put let's see what what odds would they give you if you did a Nate and Tony parlay. Okay, so um I have a the nerd that I am, of course, you know, they have mm-hmm. an app for everything. I have a parlay app on my phone. Of course. Of course. Uh let me see. I'll tell you right now. So if I were to place a parlay bet with the current odds. Plus eight hundred on Diaz and plus two fifty with uh, Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, and and the money I put down is two ninety five. It would be eight thousand nine hundred and seven dollars. Dude, I was almost close when I said ten grand. Yeah, it's very close. It's very well, close to ten grand. You could push it up to ten grand if you call your shot. If you pick via what? Via win and shit. Yeah, like via sub, via decision, via TKO, or if you pick what round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because there's there's all those options. Yeah. So here, let me see what the options. I'm, I'm okay. You know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start making bets. I I've I've, I've made my bets. I'm gonna okay. See what I got, but yeah, Jesus Christ, I could. You can almost get ten grand. The only thing is, is that I I don't know if I can change my bet. I don't think I can at this point. Like I can't. I would have to cash out and I lose some money in the, in the process. Yeah. So, or you could just make a new bet. If you're that confident, Nate, you can bet on him twice. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, you'd get better odds now than when you put the bet in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's 800 plus 800 right now. I, I put it in at seven fifty. Yeah. But damn it, man. Jesus Christ. Okay. No, don't do it. Don't, no, I'm, leaving, I'm, leaving alone. I'm leaving alone. I know. I'm leaving alone. <laughs> I just, you know, you got me thinking. Nah, I mean, I, I don't know if Tony will win. And given all the, the, the history, although, I mean, four losses in a row, mm-hmm. he's got to be hungry for a win. I would think that he would come out and he would win. He looked good against Chandler. Yeah. Tony looked good. That was like a flash KO kind of thing. If that fight had kept going, I think Tony was going to win. And, you know, with Lee, the leech, his most famous fight is the one he had against Hamzat, where Hamzat picked him up twice, carried him across the ring, and ragdolled him while talking shit to, the, to Dana White. Yeah, he, he was, it was a, his most famous fight isn't exactly because of his particular performance. Yeah, exactly. So it's not like Lee's some crazy world beater here or something. Like he's he's good, but he's good. yeah, I don't think he's. I mean, if if you were gonna put 
you know, the leech versus the El Cucuy at their prime, at their at their best. Yeah. El Cucuy is going to win. Yes. But I mean, who are we going to get? What kind of Tony are we going to get? Are we going to get classic Tony or are we are we going to get this this new one with all the problems and the issues he's dealing with? How old is Tony? 38. Yeah. He's, uh, I don't know, man. He might be calling it quits after this. If he loses, I think he'd call it quits. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me saying. Because means- for his sake, I hope he does if he loses this. Well, if he's got all those health issues, all those mental health issues, I would. I think that the people around him would urge him to quit. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't think Tony's the type of guy that takes other people's advice. Yeah. Who knows? Like none of these cats are right. I that, mean, that's the, true. The Diaz and, the, and, and Ferguson, neither of these guys, <laughs> you know, they're, they're both wild men. That's why they're fighters. Yeah. That's why we like them. That's why we like them. Exactly. Um, yeah. So moving on, what do you think of uh, Kevin Holland and Daniel Rodriguez? This fight's actually going to be good. In my opinion, these both these guys are exciting fighters. Kevin Holland, famously, one of his nicknames is the mouth because he <laughs> literally talks shit the entire fight. Like he just won't shut the hell up. I love that. I love that shit. I love yeah. it. He was uh, Kevin Holland was 2020 male fighter of the year. Like he won that award. Yeah, he was the breakout fighter. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he had five fights that year. Jesus Christ. He was an unknown too. came out of nowhere. Kind of like Hamzat. Mm. Yeah, he had five fights. Uh, all, you know, well, if it's five fights, you don't have much rest between them, but yeah, he's really exciting. He talks a lot of shit, really good striker. His problem is his wrestling is awful. It was so <laughs> bad. So bad that DC Daniel Cormier offered to train him privately oh, wow. to help him with his wrestling. Yeah. And he took up, he took up the offer. He went, he trained, I think a little bit at DC's gym. He trained with other wrestlers to the point where his wrestling still isn't good but it's passable. Mm-hmm. It's not like before where it's embarrassingly bad, but, and then with, uh, or Rodriguez, my bad. Rodriguez. Yeah. D rod. His nickname is D rod. He's got a lot of power and his striking is super crisp. He's also like a really exciting fighter. Uh, Rodriguez kind of a like low key fan favorite for like the diehards, but he had the last, I think he hasn't fought a little bit over a year. Uh, yeah, he had a hand injury or maybe a hand surgery. I don't remember. So this is a comeback fight for him. So we haven't seen him in a while. We don't know what he'll be like after that injury. But both guys like to go at it. They're both really good strikers. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, Rodriguez, he has good takedowns. So I expect, you know, if Holland starts to get the upper hand in the striking, then Rodriguez will probably take him down. Mm. Yeah, looking at the stats here, I, I don't know much about either of these two guys. But looking at the stats here, it look that sounds like the way for him to win. It looks like Holland might have the advantage in the striking just by a little bit. So it will it will probably get to the ground where Rodriguez will have the advantage. And if he's got the better wrestling, then it's going to get to the ground. Yeah. But it should be a really good fight. I would be really surprised if this is not a good fight. Like uh if at the end of the night this ended up winning the bonus for fight of the night. That's actually what I expect. So it's yeah. a good fight to watch. I'm, I'm excited now. So yeah. um, what do you think of the Irene Aldana versus Macy Chasen? Well, I'm biased. Uh, Irene Aldana is Mexican. So yeah. she's got that going for her. 
And uh, for a female fighter, she's actually pretty exciting. She's got some power in her hands. She's got some, you know, decent wins on her record. You can make the argument if she wins this, she might get close to like a number one contender spot. Probably the winner of this fight will get Juliana Pena. Um, and then after that, I don't know, maybe Amanda Nunez. So Irene is ranked number four. Yeah. And I, I like Irene too. Because Irene, it, she fights out of Lobo Gym. She fights out of Mexico. Yeah. Um, Alexa Grasso is one of her like training partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but like ah, she is a really, both those girls, they got really good striking. Not just yeah. boxing, but also like kickboxing. I would argue that I don't know what her grappling looks like. So, what, the Irene? Irene, yeah. Yeah, Irene. Yeah, actually, it seems like her grappling is okay. And I don't know what her wrestling is. I don't know how good it is. Uh, I have not watched all her fights. I've only caught, I think, two of them. Mm-hmm. It seems like she really relies on her striking, her boxing, and her. she has really good footwork. She's quick. And she's got good put, uh, footwork. So, yeah. And Macy also has really good striking. Has a lot of power. But I think this is one of the rare fights for Macy, at least, where the person she's fighting has better striking than she does. I think Aldana has the advantage when it comes to the striking in this fight. So, according to the grappling chart here, Irene has, like, no takedowns. Yeah. Like 0.22 is the likelihood of her actually pulling off a takedown. Yeah, um, that explains why I haven't seen him. <laughs> yeah. Macy, though, not that much better. Like, nobody's expecting these girls to take anybody down. Should uh, be a good fight. Yeah. They like striking. Yeah. They're, they're both going to strike. So this, yeah. is, this is a big strikers card. There's mm-hmm. a lot of strikers on this card, except for, you know, Hamza versus uh, <laughs> Diaz. Everybody on here yeah. are going to stand and bang. Because, like, these girls, from what I'm looking at, they and on top of that, their takedown defense is like pretty high. You didn't mm-hmm. scoring an 84% on the takedown defense, and Macy uh scoring a 64%. So uh they're not gonna they're not gonna go to the ground either either one of these unless they decide to sit down <laughs> and and wrestle, right? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna get to the ground. This is gonna be a stand-up fight. That's gonna be awesome because I like seeing you any fight. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen her some of her fights. I follow all the Mexicans. I like all the Mexicans. Nice. You know, I can't help it. But like You're a man of culture. <laughs> bias, maybe, maybe. I don't know. But um, but yeah, so like this one will probably be exciting. And she's got and it, I don't know what's going on with that camp that she comes out of, but she's got really interesting striking too. So like when she comes out, she's she does things that you don't see other female fighters doing or other fighters, you know, cause again, the striking, the boxing, she, it's pretty good. So that, that'll be a good fight. I think so too. I did not look at the odds for this fight. I know in the last five, Aldana is three and two and Macy is one, three and one. So she's got a, a draw there. Um, so the odds are favoring Edene by a little bit, a negative okay. 75. Macy a plus 150. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Irene, you know, she fights at distance. So if she can keep Macy off of her, then I don't know. I'm picking Aldana to win. And it seems like most people are then if she's favored. Yeah. I, I would, I would think that she would win there too. She's a, she's a tall girl. She's long. She's got good size, especially for that weight class. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I I pick her to win as well. Okay, you're gonna check the parlay if you throw her in with Diaz and yeah. uh, <laughs> Tony Ferguson. <laughs> well, that's a negative, right? So yeah, that'll change the way this pays out. But it's three fights now. Yeah, let me see. Negative. What did I say? One negative. One fifty. One seventy five. I think. Yeah, negative. Uh, yeah, minus one seventy five. Minus one seventy five. And that gives us, ooh, for $295, that gives us $14,307. Look at that. I'm not doing it, though. That's just, that's just like the odds are crazy enough already with just the Hamza. But wouldn't it be crazy if we picked the fights, right? Like, let's say Irene yeah. wins and El Kukui wins and Diaz wins. I got Kevin Holland winning that last fight we talked about. Yeah. If we pick all the winners, man, you know, people are going to start listening to this podcast. They're going to be like, these guys know how to pick the fight. <laughs> yeah. We get all the degenerates to start listening <laughs> and following us. Yeah. Just <laughs> getting mad at us when they, when they lose. <laughs> no. So, uh, and finally, uh, the last, or I should say the first fight on the card mm-hmm. is Johnny Walker versus Ian uh, Kudaleba. Yeah. So, also should be a good fight. Yeah, I actually, I you know, I, who hasn't heard of Johnny Walker? But yeah, I don't know this Ian uh, cat. Uh, Ian has a lot of power. He's pretty reckless with his power. He kind of uses his power shots to set up his wrestling. So he'll go in wild, uh, trying to take your head off and then try and take you down after that. What were they in their last five fights? Ion is uh, one, three, and one also. Walker's on a bit of a slide. He's one and four in his last five with a couple of really nasty knockouts in those losses. Hmm. If you remember, Johnny Walker was a big rising star for a little bit a couple of years ago. Like People were like, oh, maybe he, he'll be the guy that can beat John Jones. He'll be a champion because he's got really good size. Like He's a huge dude. Yeah. But he's got a, he's got a bad chin. Wasn't he the guy who like, tried to do some like capoeira in the, in the ring and then like hurt his shoulder or something. Yeah. That was him. <laughs> I think he, I, he might've torn his ACL. Yeah. Something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. He really jacked up his, his shoulder or something. And yeah. He that was him. Live and like after winning, after winning, he did this thing and he hurt himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Still, though, I mean, it should be a good fight. Like, uh, Johnny Walker does have power. He's got good striking. And like I said, uh, Ion Kutaleba has a lot of power, and he's reckless with it. So he's going to go right at him. Yeah, it looks like this is a, a striker's fight as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kutaleba has good takedowns. He just doesn't do much with them. Mm. <laughs> I don't, you see, this is how I don't understand how these how these charts are made. Okay, so like it has takedown average is actual attempts at taking down people, 0.23%, right? Wow. Um, that's Johnny Walker. His mm-hmm. takedown accuracy is 100%. What? <laughs> so he never <laughs> he never goes for them, but when he does, he, he gets, gets them. them. Yeah. Okay. But he's only going for them like 0.23% of the time. Wow. So like, is that, okay, 0.23%. Is that per round or per fight? Who knows? Per 15 <laughs> minutes. Per 15 minutes. Okay, so per fight. So he averages 
one takedown attempt every five fights. Not even like a like a quarter of a takedown every every. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, basically what you said. I just played it back in my head. That makes sense. But yeah, <laughs> just oh man. But you see this uh, Kulaleba guy. He will actually attempt takedowns, and he's uh, 62 percent uh, accurate. So what what was his rate? Four point seven five. Oh, okay. So he's at he's attempting one every round. Yeah, yeah. So this guy will probably pepper him a little bit, shoot on him, pepper him a little bit more, shoot on him. Yeah, but the, he doesn't pepper. He uh, he does <laughs> haymakers. <laughs> well, that's what it meant. Pepper him with, with haymakers. Yeah. I mean, isn't that how yeah. everybody fights? I mean, that's how I fight. You know, just <laughs> yeah. It's not like Max Holloway peppering. This is fucking throwing the entire spice rack at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, this is great. I can't wait to see that one. Let's see how Johnny Walker handles that. I don't think he's going to handle it well. You, you, think, know. you think he'll lose this fight? Yeah. Uh, I don't think this fight will go more than two rounds. It looks like the odd makers are with you on that one because it uh, it looks like Johnny Walker is a plus 165 whereas Ian Kudaleva is a is a minus 195. Okay. So yeah. Oh man. But you know, Johnny Walker's got power. And if Ian Kudaleva is coming at him with his head down just throwing haymakers, he's he's open. You can hit him with an uppercut or something or a flying knee. You can get him with a flying knee on one of these takedown attempts. Mm. Yeah, I can't wait to see this. We'll see what happens, man. I don't yeah. know, man. Kudaleva. I, see, I don't know anything about Kudaleva. I know, I know about Johnny Walker, but from what you're describing, it doesn't, uh, you know. And at least according to the odds makers, not that I listen to them, but it looks like you know Johnny Walker. I should just go and bet on all the fucking the people that are going to least possibly win. That's what I should do. I just go in there, Dude. bet on all the losers, watch them win. Yeah. Uh, or you could just give your money to charity <laughs> and actually feel good afterwards. Nah, that's not gonna. Nah, that's I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, want to like shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, man. Both well, these guys have terrible cardio, by the way. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if nobody wins in the first round. They're just gonna be like hugging each other for like. The yeah, exactly. Time. Bent over, Ooh. hands on their knees, <laughs> <laughs> Who <was> pretending. <laughs> They're going to be pretending they got groin shots or something. <laughs> who was the, who was the, the, was it the black beast who at one point in the middle oh, of the yeah. round would like put his hands on his knees and he was like resting. What did you watch the last rock hold fight? I have not. Oh my God. Please watch that. What happened? <laughs> did that happen? Well, yeah. Like they were fighting at elevation and oh. then uh, Casa hit a couple body body shots on uh Rockhold, no. Literally by the second round, Rockhold, during the fight, was turning his back to Costa, and was bent over with his hands on his knees, like gasping for air. <laughs> and Costa wasn't doing anything because he also was gassed. <laughs> <laughs> it was an insane fight. That's the fight where uh, Rockhold rubbed his bloody face all oh. over Costa's bloody face. Yeah, yeah. You see, I never saw that. I actually saw all the memes, and then that. Oh. Fuck, I should have watched that. It's a great fight. Well, I heard that that was the only entertaining fight on the whole card, though. Accurate. 
Yeah, it was the best I, fight of the night. Yeah, see, I don't want to pay for that. Oh, no, don't pay for it. You yeah. can, I'm sure you can find the fight. Well, I'm hoping that eventually they'll show up on ESPN Plus. But, okay. Yeah. But yeah, but like, um, so here, let's let's do something fun here. Okay. So Tony, Tony Ferguson is a plus 250. Mm-hmm. Nate Diaz is a plus 700. Well, then, oh, or no, plus, didn't you say it's 800 now? Plus 800 now. Yeah. I'm going to go with the rest of the odds here. Okay. So uh, Daniel Rodriguez is a plus uh, <laughs> plus 165. He's got a shot. He's got real power. So, so yeah, well, I mean, and the odds reflect that a little bit, right? Because, I mean, he's not an insane risk. No. And Holland likes to talk shit, and she's going to want to bang with him. So there's a good chance that Rodriguez will get that knockout. So... <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, I might just I might just do this like and pay a dollar. So if I put a dollar on all the losers, or I shouldn't say losers, but all the other guys with the plus in front of their numbers. No man, at least throw your Irena in there. Well, Aldana. I put no, I put Macy instead. Oh my God! Not that Macy. I think Macy's gonna lose that fight, but yeah. Well, for just, the odds, I'm going with the odds. Yeah, uh, the least favored. On this whole card, we got five fights, plus 800 on Diaz, plus 250 with Ferguson, plus 165 for Daniel Rodriguez, uh, plus 150 for Macy Chayazan, and once plus 165 for Johnny Walker. If I put $1 down, okay, I win $552. <laughs> yeah, man, it's just the dollar. It's just the dollar. Right. I think you'd be dumb not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> How wild would that be? One dollar. One dollar gets five hundred dollars. I mean, those first few fights, they're all close. It's not like anyone's an overwhelming favorite. No. You could be going into that Tony Ferguson fight with your bet still alive. That'd be fucking nuts. Have you watched Uncut Gems yet? No, I have not. You need to watch it. I'll watch it. It's hard because it's one of those movies I can't watch with the kids. No, don't. Without a doubt, don't watch it with the kids. (laughs) So, like, it's hard for me to get to watch something when they're not involved because when they're not around, I'm doing shit to trying to get shit done. Yeah. They are around. That's when I have to relax. And then I have to watch what they want to watch. So, yeah. But anyway, a shit you can't watch with them. Have you checked out the Mike Tyson show on Hulu? I am not going to touch that one. Oh, uh, why not? Because Mike Tyson isn't getting paid for that. Oh, that's true. It's the unauthorized one. Yeah. So like, like Hulu, when it made this movie uh, without Tyson. It's pretty good, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's interesting. It's good. But if you've watched all the documentaries and you read his book, then there's nothing in it you don't already know. Dude. Okay. So I've been going through this guy's book. I, I listen to it every time I go on a run or something. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I've run very little this year. And even when I do listen to it, it's a hard listen because yeah. that man's life is so fucking sad. And that that book I listened since it's a, a book I'm listening to, it's like it's like 20 hours long mm-hmm. and it's packed with fucking sadness. And Who's narrating it? It's uh, I don't know. It's it's not him. OK, it, but man, it's he's got an interesting perspective on life. It's he's you know, he's he's a man from the streets. Right. But. Also, like, just when you think he's going to have some kind of nice turn in life, 
it goes right back down to like sadness, you know. I haven't even gotten to the part where he like loses his daughter. I guess something happens to one of his daughters. Mm. He's just gone through so much, you know, and he's got so much tragedy and there's been so much abuse, not abuse, but I mean like people taking advantage of him, you know? Yeah. So it's, I get to a point where I'm like, I can't listen to this anymore. And so I'll put it down for a while, you know, and then I'll pick it up again and like push through. But uh, I haven't done that lately, um, mostly because I haven't gotten any cardio in. <laughs> but man, it's it's a it's it's a really good book. I highly recommend it. But it is it's a hard it's a hard book to listen to or a hard book to read. Mm-hmm. I've I've picked up and finished other books before that one. I've had that. I've been listening to that book for like I don't know the last three years. You know, but anyway, so I'm excited for all these fights, man. This shit's going to be good. Did you put the dollar in? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep myself from going nuts. Um, if I put a dollar in, might as well put in two. Oh, Jesus Christ. And if I put in two, might as well put in three. Yeah. Yeah. If you put but- down a thousand, you could retire. <laughs> I don't have a thousand. Not, not like, not to throw away like that. I mean, you'd be throwing it away. Somebody on this card, five people. There's no way all the all the the guys with the plus in front of their numbers are gonna are gonna win. There's just it. You got five opportunities to lose here. Uh, besides, the way things are going, 500k is not enough to retire on. No, nah. you would probably you would have to put down 10,000 if you're being smart. If if I was being smart, <laughs> I would I would take that money and find someplace else to invest it in. Okay, so if I put. If I put 10 grand down, like mm-hmm. you say, on this crazy parlay, I walk away with 5 million. Yeah. Like $5.5 million. $5,520,219. Yeah. Who'd be laughing then, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not going to be me because I'm not going to do that shit, right? I mean, I mean. Dude, if you hit that, you would immediately become a, a gambling addict. You realize that you'd be chasing that high again the rest of your life. I don't think I would do that. I, <laughs> I literally, I probably would gamble again. I would never gamble like 5 million or anything ridiculous like that. I would, the first thing I would do is pay the taxes. Okay. Of course. Yeah. And then I take the rest of it and just invest in it and then live off the earnings of the investment which yeah. is what you should do. You go to your yeah. money manager, you go to your lawyer first thing and take care of that. Get that money tied up so they don't steal it from you. Set up a trust for your kids. Yeah. And then you don't have to work anymore. Now I can yeah. work if I want to. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Pay off my house, get a car, pay off some mortgages for some of the people I know. Yeah. That's what I Hire would. some interns for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see, that's where it gets slippery, right? Like you start like, well, now I can blow up the podcast. Yeah. You know, like, eh, I don't know. I think it I think it's fine the way it stays. Like advertise just, the podcast on the next UFC pay-per-view. <laughs> just put it on the canvas, like yeah, the, yeah the replace monster. <laughs> Dude, that'd be pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Fuck it. You know, if I win five million, I'm just gonna like spend it all on advertising in the UFC. Just get just remove the monster logo. 
put the flow roller logo right on top. Yeah. <laughs> I think your wife would be really proud of you. I think she would love that. <laughs> For taking the initiative. Yes. She would absolutely love every single but she would. Yeah. I think your she would. kids would think it's so cool. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, they would love every minute of this. 10,000 taking the 10,000 and investing in a bet. Yeah. With an insane parlay and then winning 5 million and then taking that money and investing all of it on podcast advertising. That's the way. Giving it. it yeah. <laughs> giving it all to Dana White. Dana, yeah. Dana, Dana needs money. Obviously. Yeah. Cause I mean, he's not paying these fighters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, dude. Fuck that. No, I would put a dollar just for fun. Okay. Dude, like what maybe if two. What if, what if, <laughs> maybe three. No, but like yeah. what if I do put a, a, a dollar or whatever and then we start seeing this fucking this parlay workout. I mean, you have me convinced I might put down five bucks. Well, let's see. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> that was, look, I'm being maybe. a bad influence. I am obviously not someone you should be taking betting at from. If you put five dollars, you'd win twenty five hundred bucks. You win two thousand one hundred sixty dollars. Yeah, even more. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get my five dollars, bro. <laughs> five dollars. You can get yourself a Big Mac, or you can yeah. get yourself two thousand dollars in this mm-hmm. party. For five dollars, they can make the whole night even more exciting. Win or lose, I mean, you're going to be into those fights. You know what? I think I think DraftKings, for example, won't let you make a bet less than five bucks. Mm. So you would have to bet five dollars on that parlay. I think yeah. I think that's the minimum wage. There you go. Major you can make. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. How how awesome would that be? <laughs> well, think about it, because if this five dollar bet won, that means you also won your separate Nate Diaz bet. Yeah. That would be like five grand. More. I'm talking about almost six grand. Yeah. Yeah, because this is 2700 Yeah, so for $5 more, you can double your winnings right now. <laughs> for five bucks. For five bucks. <laughs> You're a bad influence, man. You're the devil on the other shoulder. Yeah. You know. I'm, I'm doing it for the content, man. So <laughs> listeners, this is what they want. Dude, what if, the, what, if we, what if it does happen and people are listening, they're like, holy shit, this guy got it. Yeah. There's gonna be people celebrating in their homes watching that, knowing <laughs> that you you just made out like a bandit. Oh shit! Or they what if they listen and they go ahead and they make their own five dollar bets? Yeah, you know five dollars. What's five dollars? Right? Could you imagine you going into the Nate fight? Your your bet is still alive, and then Nate loses, so you oh. lose both of those bets in one fight. You know five dollars is nothing. Yeah, but and- still six grand was not. Yeah, well, that's what you would have got. The other, the other, two hundred something dollars that was from a previous bet. Mm. So, like, none of this money—I never cashed out any of this money. None of this money exists. Okay, yeah. So, like, you know, they're they're just accumulated money from bets. Mm-hmm. So I I took it all and I stuffed it on ideas. It doesn't like three hundred bucks was not gonna make not gonna change my life. Are you gonna watch? Are you gonna watch this fight with your wife? Um, it's gonna be hard, but yeah, she's gonna know immediately. Oh, she's gonna know. 
She's yeah. gonna, she's gonna know us. It's like, what's going on with this crazy man? Yeah. Why is he getting so excited? I, you know, the best thing that could happen for me not to become a crazy person, just in just in that respect. Mm-hmm. For me not to be like the crazy person foaming at the mouth while watching fights. The best thing that could happen, especially for that five dollar bet, is that the first fight loses right away. Boom. That's true. And then I can relax. Because mm-hmm. then then you get then the excitement builds and the anxiety yeah. builds. And then you just start getting crazier and crazier as the night goes on. And I don't drink, but if I get a drink in me or two, I am a fucking mess. And <laughs> over five bucks, I'm going to be like, ah! you know, and if I win, it'll be the most amazing night. I'll probably like, uh, people have seen me before when I win like a bet or something, I lose my mind. I run around and shit, you know, I, I would be, it would be fantastic, but you know, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, I don't think Eden is going to lose to Macy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know anything about Daniel Rodriguez, but I don't think Tony Ferguson is going to win his fight, <laughs> but we'll see. Ed, these are some big upsets, man, that you'd be relying on. Yeah. If it was, a, I mean, it's ha- it has happened though. Yeah. Like there have been nights where it's just been upset after upset after upset. But I yeah. really, I really, I think if there's one fight that I'm kind of sure of, I'm pretty sure that Aiden is not going to lose that fight. But that's a me. And that's because I like Mexicans. Yeah. But anyway, uh, man, so I think we, uh, we hit all the points on this. Mm-hmm. You got anything else you want to add before we uh, get going? No, no, I just people uh get to celebrate in your big win <laughs> i hope we all come back knowing that you're much richer much after richer. saturday night yeah <laughs> knowing that i uh mortgaged the whole bet <laughs> you know yeah yeah i'm gonna take out a small loan to to place a bet you know there's people <laughs> who do that shit i know that's yeah. fucking nuts yeah man that's watch uncut gems Oh, I used. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, used, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! It is right. like one of the most stressful movies to watch. All right, you know what? Maybe I'll go watch it right now. Let's see if I okay. can get kids to bed and, and check it out. Cause yeah. Fuck. All right, so I'm probably gonna try to get this out before Friday. Cool. So, anyway, well, thanks so much, Lechuga, and uh, thank you so much for listening. This is Ego Traves and my co-host Lechuga. We will catch you next time. Peace. Bye. The music you're listening to is titled La Despedida by Bambi Hayes. And you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. For those of you who do not know, Epidemic Sound is a service that provides royalty-free music for a low monthly subscription price. Now, if you're a content creator like myself, you absolutely need unique music and Epidemic Sound has it all. They have reggaeton, they have hip-hop, they have it all. So if you're looking for something very unique and awesome to listen to, Epidemic Sound is what you're looking for. And should you decide to go over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that I sent you. Oh man, I don't know about you, but $5 on every underdog on the main card can win you quite a bit of money. You know, what's the worst that could happen? You lose five bucks. What's the best that can happen? Ooh, you make a lot of money for $5. 
I'm not your money manager. Don't take any advice from me. These are just thoughts. You do what you're going to do. The Floral Podcast and Edgar Otraves do not claim responsibility for any of the nonsense you do because of what I say. That's all on you. There's my disclaimer. Anyway, if you like this kind of content where we talk about fights and movie reviews and just pop culture and all that other nonsense, make sure you check out our website, thefloralpodcast.com. There you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes. You can find out more about us and you can shop at our store and support the podcast. Now, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow me, Edgar Otraves, on Instagram under the name Edgar Otraves, or you can follow the show on Instagram under the name The Floral. Also, if you got suggestions, if you got ideas for shows, if there's things that you want to hear on this show, you can reach us at our email, thefloralpodcast at gmail.com. Also, do us a favor. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts at and press all the buttons that make the podcast God's happy. Thank you so much for listening. I am your host, Edgar Otraves. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. <laughs>